One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flat to the Mat, the new MMA podcast from News Ireland. I'm Simon McGuire. I'm delighted to be joined as ever with Hugh Stalwarts of the Irish MMA circuit and Chris Fields and Paul Redmond. Welcome to the show, guys. How are we? Reds is just off the bus. It's funny doing that. It's the best thing I've fucking done in a minute. The bus out of it. The bus out of it. I don't even know Donna Mead. I've lived on the north side for about 15 years now, I don't really know Donna Mead. Yeah, it's a stone's show away from where Andy used to have the gym down at Baldoy when it was an upstairs and downstairs. I think you were down that way. The big one. The big one, yeah, it's, it's not too far yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. Andy was ahead of the game there, wasn't he? He had the first yeah, proper full-time facility. No, yeah. I was just really. Oh, were you not? Well, I, was, I mean, I stepped foot in it, but the day I went to go down training, they were moving out of that gym and uh, <laughs> lucky. Yeah, one of the lads who said, "Look, come back next week. We're going to be in the new gym." So, uh, just you know, try that went down, and then it was like, all changed. All the free weights and all had gone out. But yeah, I think he like he was he was probably like uh, like probably too ahead of the curve at the time. He he basically set up what John had before, like, and this is probably what two thousand and seven, two thousand six. Uh, yeah. So the sport probably hadn't just like kicked off enough yet. He was just he- too ahead of the curve, I think. Unlucky. Some setup he had though. Yeah, he had a cage, a ring, uh, a matted area downstairs, a big matted area just for jiu-jitsu with the walls padded upstairs, a sauna. Well ahead of it, yeah. Speaking of oh. new gyms, Chris, your new facility is, has opened up there recently. How are, you, how are you finding things and tell us a bit about it? Installations. Yeah, thanks, lads. Uh, yeah, it's coming along really well. Uh, kind of looking to be finished so we have the downstairs pretty much done uh the upstairs will be finished uh this weekend i hope we got um the same mats that they use for the ibgf worlds like the uh the blue and yellow. mats yeah so we had we were, we went blue and gray but the zebra mats like same same facility and uh so so tom tom gets his dream set up upstairs it'll be two um two competition styles mats basically like laid out Ooh. yeah it's gonna be cool but it's it's like very much 
uh, I'm sure it was a be how Paul would do it too. The facilities made just for training. Everything's right for training. There's no bullshit things, bells and whistles. It's just the best equipment for training. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. All right, looking back at the weekend, guys, uh, I think it was in the, the tone of your voices. You weren't saying it, but Reese McKee had a very tough, very difficult um, opponent in front of himself in Kamzak Kimaev, and so it proved. I mean, he, he just didn't get a he just didn't get a look in, and that's not. I mean, what, what did you think of it? I mean, your man is very impressive. Chris, yeah, uh, I felt you know, um, I like it, it was a tough one to figure out a game plan even for Reese, but I would have thought maybe just go out and let it all out early, throw some big shots, and he kind of maybe held back, which is understandable too. Like he waited a couple of seconds to throw, and then he was smothered, and then it was too late. Uh, very like an amazing performance by uh, Kamaya. For I'm always saying this wrong, yeah. Um, but uh, like you know, he also got to look at it. He's fighting a guy who probably wasn't in camp in Reese at all. You know, not a, definitely not a proper camp. Maybe helping Norman with his camp. So I, I'm I'm hoping uh, Reese gets another opportunity, and then I think he'll impress on that, and then we'll see the real Reese McKean there. Yeah, I think um, I think like Chris was saying, look, your man was on it. He knew he knew what he wanted to do. Reese was a little bit hesitant on that first shot. Not that it was it was only literally a couple of seconds before the takedown happened. So it was a little bit hesitant on uh, just either throwing a jab or throwing a shot. Whereas he probably should have come out. Look, it's it's, it's all well and good saying it in hindsight. In hindsight, but he probably could have come out. And just tried to move around a little bit more, you know what I mean? Um, his feet just seemed to get stuck in the mud just for that split second, and the takedown happened. And look, the guy has that good uh, grappling, you're not going to get him off the back, you know what I mean? So, look, it was a tough debut, but uh, I would like to see Reese back at 154. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Paul. Yeah, I think that's the way from. I think uh, the lads are set at 170. Uh, really thick and you know they're not doesn't mean they're overly big and tight or, you know tight on Wood, Woodley I think was like 5'10 or 5'9 even but he's all there he gets up to like 200 pounds of muscle uh, so I think maybe do a 10 week camp a little bit longer I mean he's already made 155 a couple of times um, so I don't think it's ever reached to do 155 and I think it's suiting a little bit better with the height and his range, I think he could do really well at 154. I think uh, he didn't look crazy drawn at the weigh-in. And for the fact that it was a short notice fight and he didn't look crazy drawn at all means he's cutting very, very little weight for welterweight. Like, which yeah. is going to be a problem, you know? It's going to be a problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know, you know, I know he's going to look a little weight. I know Tom Brady used to go as far as 210. Same as uh, Rory McDonald, that's a 40 pound cut, like whatever way you could have. And then yeah. put on at least 25 pounds back on it that next night. So, you know, if you're not if you're not cutting too much, you're not going to put on too much. So, if you're only yeah. cutting down from 180 to 170, the most they're going to put back on is that 10 pounds. Whereas you're probably going to go a guy that's going to be 15 pounds heavier than you on fight night. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think I think 155 is the division for him. It, was, it probably it wasn't a bad idea to go up to 170 outside of the UFC because he could fight yeah, more regularly and stuff like that. But yeah, I think at that higher level. And the other thing is at welterweight, you're going to have a ton of wrestlers who are all cut weight, and them being stronger and heavier is a disaster. So uh, I think he's better off at the lighter division. 
the course too much for him. Maybe pack on it, take take about two or three months off to where you're not consistently in uh, a long camp, uh, or sorry, in, in camp and do a little bit of strength training. You know, pack on a bit of timber. Uh, not too much because obviously that slows it down. So, well, a pound or two here or there where you can sort of go up to 185, 190, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do a bit of a bigger cut at 170. What do you think then? I mean, we, we, you said it last week, Paul, that, you know, straight away he's under pressure. Now, he shouldn't be, but in his head he, he probably will because he's 0 1 in the UFC, gone into a second fight. He's not going to get a top 15, I wouldn't imagine. But it's in the UFC's interest to have a, an Irish fighter, you know, competitive, competitively in the division. Oh, no, I think they'll give him some. Like I think they'll give him someone a bit more competitive. Now, in saying that, um, I was talking to my wrestling coach Bill last night, Bill McCann, and he, we were just talking on the fight. And on paper, so this is where um, it sort of gets. You know, if you're looking at that fight that just happened on paper between Kimiev and McKee, the two of them are like seven and eight fights pro, and uh, the two of them are six foot two. Um, they, the both of them had a hundred percent finish rate, and you know, so on paper, the, the fight was nearly identical to uh, the fighters. Fair fight, yeah. Now, because they're European fighters, they're probably not going to get. Um, like obviously, the matchmakers in the UFC. And I'm sorry, I've just tried to walk back in. Yeah, the UFC matchmakers aren't going to be watching them religiously from previous fights. So they're just looking, they're just taking the two fighters at face value, and that's why that fight um, probably happened. So it, it's just one grand point. I'd like to see him get maybe uh, uh, a European guy, and yeah, I'll go from there. I'll use that, man. I'm taking my jacket off, yeah, Simon. Pet me, dog. This is me, this is me afternoon ritual when I come into the gap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hang on, did you get in and just kept talking and moving around? <laughs> I said, when you were coming in the door, I said, hang on, till you, till you get sitting down again. You're like, yeah, grand. Now I think you should fight. <laughs> yeah, but did, you, did you stop recording? No, no, I didn't, no. I'm still going, I'm still doing Leave this bit in. Absolutely. So it, it, it's, it shows a bit of class. Uh, did you see um, that uh, it's uh, Glenn McVeigh? Uh, he's a he's a young amateur from up north. He's had taken a fight with that Makayev. You know Makayev? Yeah, I've heard uh, him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he like the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a tough fight, but it's like that's the, kind of the same thing you're saying. On paper, both of them are the same, but at, everyone in the know is kind of looking at your man Makayev like he's going to be the next big thing. But you never know till someone's in there. That's the thing. Like, like Reese could have yeah. cracked. Like Reese could have walked out, landed one big shot. And then we see a whole different fighter in your man as soon as he gets landed on. Because you see a lot of people like that. They're great when they're in charge. But when it's not going their way, it's a completely different story, you know? So yeah. you never know until you're in there. The, you know? the, one, the one thing I will say about um, Kimaev is that he kind of reminds me of the early days of Damien Maya when he was just submitting lads left, right and centre. But it was, it was until somebody clipped him. Then it was like, all oh, right, you can get at this guy if you don't let him get to the ground. Who was it? Marquardt? Yeah. And then after that, the kind of the aura of invincibility or the, the scare factor went away, and I'm just kind of wondering if that might be the same thing with Kamayev. There's a uh, he's good striking though. I don't know how much you've watched on him. His striking isn't bad. His kickboxing's good. And he's got power. Like yeah. he's got serious power in his hands. Mm. I watched like a little highlight reel. I think I had his full six fights up on it, and um, he cracked some fella with an uppercut and stiffened the whole guy. Yeah. 
Um, good ground and pound, like we just said. Nice try, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's, I think he's really well rounded. Do we know what um, sort of amateur background he has, or has he done like combat? Uh, I, I don't, I don't. I saw a lot of his amateur MMA fights. You know, in Sweden they don't really put them up, so it's not like if you go on to Tapology, say, or or whatever you can find everyone's record from the UK and Ireland. Yeah. But in Sweden they seem to do like probably how it should be done here. Say a bunch of my lads come down to Paul's place and then they fight each other. You know, that's kind of that's the way they do it. But I saw a good few of them and he was stiff and lads with right hands and stuff. So he's uh he's he's had a decent MMA pedigree at amateur and I'd I'd say he's come from looking at him a very Khabib like so I'd say there's a Sambo background somewhere there. Oh definitely yeah. did you see the, the, the like when you, I never noticed it before until I looked at Khabib, but there's the muscles in Khabib's lower back in particular. Back, yeah. And then I noticed the same thing in your man's back. It just kind of two curves just into the, you know, I don't know how you just, I don't know how to, I, I, I probably should have looked at the actual this, muscles they are, but I've never I seen any other fighter. people about Tom, and you actually see it with Damian Maya and Paul would know a lot of uh, these guys well. There's lads who like grapple all the time, but they don't fight MMA or they don't really lift weights. So like front-wise, they don't look that impressive. But when you turn around, their back is yeah. shredded. There's muscles on muscles. You know, if you're, if you're rolling the gi all the time, you're playing those grips and dragging and all, all those muscles are completely different to, than the show muscles that you see a lot of guys have in the front. You know that kind of way? So... Um, yeah, that's the, that's the real grappling. Lads that have those kind of, not even a big back, just a defined well, back. What do you think, what do you think of, um, I think, I don't know if it was John Anik or something saying on um, the, the commentary team there the other night about, uh, you know, give this guy Usman already. Like, surely they're not going to give him a top no. 15 guy um, straight away. And then here. I see him, a couple of people putting up like the likes of Goni, Ponzinibbio. Um, is he ready for those that, that elite level yet? And they are elite, you know. That's the top fifteen yeah. of like what you were saying, the hardest division probably out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He called out Maya himself. He called for Damian Maya for himself. He called, if, yes. I, if I remember correctly, he called for uh, Usman and Adesanya in the one night. Said he'd smashed them both. Yeah. So let's yeah. not lose one of ourselves here. There. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think he needs to be matched up well for the next couple of fights, and then we see where he's at, kind of thing. You know, John Phillips was one and three going into that fight, and McKee was, you know, sorry, one and three in the UFC, and McKee obviously was making his debut. So when he kind of there's a flip side to every coin, in fairness. Yeah, and and neither of them, and this is no knock on Reese, but neither of them would have been known for having an extraordinary ground game. Like you know what I mean. So, like, he, he was taking the fight where he was strongest. Like, I'd be interested in him against, like, a little stocky wrestler with a big overhand right and see how he gets on. Chad yeah. Mendes, step on up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Mendes. The Chad Mendes effect. <laughs> um, but he's definitely a prospect. He's a massive prospect, you know, and the hype is kind of, like, deserved, you know? It's kind of like Khabib kind of paved the way for him and he's getting kind of a lot of attention that Khabib didn't get early on in his career. Would, would that be about right? I, I think, though, he's a bit more uh, fun to watch than Khabib was earlier on. He does he throws a lot more heat on the ground than Khabib did. A lot more. Uh, Khabib's earlier yeah, fights. And has, like, I know uh, Khabib's striking is coming on and stuff, but uh, he seems to have a bit more range of striking now already, you know what I mean, before yeah, he gets to yeah. the elite level. He's like a new and called out Mayweather, you know, so there's also that. <laughs> Look, I can call out Mayweather. It doesn't mean I'm going to fight him, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it also doesn't mean if you do, you have any chance of doing anything in the fight. Like, uh, no, I'll double leg him into next week, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I get DQ, but worth it. Worth yeah. it. And then just looking ahead to the uh, 
for the rest of the card, um, Nogan Rua. Was it? Was it? The, was it the, was it the, 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 the slug fest you were hoping for, Chris? Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, I, I like. I think both guys looked. Didn't, I didn't think they looked particularly old. I thought the striking was really good. It looked like a lot of light heavyweight fights. You know, obviously they're getting tired, but that the bigger guys that just happens. There's so much going on there. Uh, some nice exchanges. Some. Um, uh, I thought like I, I obviously agreed with the decision. I thought uh, Shogun pipped it. Like, but uh, I thought it was a like a, a good fight. And it's kind of just just so much um, kind of. Like good, good feeling watching that for me because I would be a massive Pride fan and all. I'm, I'm glad they did it. Like it, it's a, it's a nothing fight for the division, but I'm, I'm glad they did it. And I thought it was a good fight for Lil Nog to go out on, you know. Yeah, and then of course, Brazilian again with uh, Verdum. I, I would say shocking Gustafsson. I mean, I, that, well, that's why I, I thought well, Gustafsson was going to from what we said last week because I said, you know, Verdum doesn't have a hope in hell against Gus. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, he. Do you know? Did you see the finish? So he he went for the back and then went for the armbar off the back. Yeah, it was. It was I saw the finish. I didn't watch the fight because I'm a waster and I didn't see the no go or the real fight. Um, but but I watched, you uh, don't have to admit this every week, pal. <laughs> look, look. I get to a certain point in the card and I fall asleep. Okay, that's it. Yeah, we've accepted it, and that's why we love you. But you don't have to tell us every week. <laughs> uh, I'm just letting you know. We'll, we'll just day. assume it. Tell us when you do watch one. Oliveira fight. I'll talk about that all day. No problem. Cool. Uh, did you? Uh, what did you think? Uh, so like, uh, Gus just didn't even try and fight the armbar. Didn't say, I know? I know for Dooms, like a, a obviously a very high level grappler. But I saw the submission. I, I saw. I saw the clip, and it now did look tight. But like you said, that elite level, you know. Maybe try and find out a bit more. I don't know, you know. Yeah, it was actually before the actual finish. He rolled off to the back, then they rolled into like the stack position. Gus still didn't do that, and then he turned them over to the like he'd come off mount to the armbar, yeah. you know, the finish position. Mm-hmm. Just looked like I don't, I don't know what Gustafson there is anymore. I don't know if he wants to fight. Like, I don't that, know. That was the next question. Training. Does he look like that? that the, two, the, he doesn't two hundred. That's what's probably the thing. Hands. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, do, does he actually want to be there, or is he just there? I don't, I don't know. It's not really for me to answer. I, I like, I'd always have a problem with lads saying stuff like that. I always have a problem with saying fighters should retire. I don't really like it. I don't really like people saying that. Like, I think lads can make so, decisions so, on their so own. I've, so I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's like, it's it's a man's decision to make. If the UFC decide he's not like shouldn't be in the UFC anymore well then he can go off and he wants to fight somewhere else he can if, if that's not worth it to him well that, that's fine like but I, yeah, I don't think we should all be shouting for guys to quit their job do you get me yeah Reds are take it back <laughs> he, well, didn't, he didn't say it I didn't say yeah, it so who said it <laughs> yeah Simon I didn't say it yeah uh, but I like I don't know what is next for Gus I don't know if there like is an actual love for fighting anymore or if it's a job now or, or whatever you know maybe it's both yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to ask you who 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 should he fight next. I think you're right. I think it's either the UFC will say, maybe. I think I think go back down to light heavyweight if he does want to make another run at it, or um maybe heavyweight. Do you, what what do you think happened? Do you think it was like so he lost to Jones and then he fought DC and he, he lost to DC in that division and he probably thought he was second only to Jones and then after losing the DC fight was he just like right well, I can't be the he champion did, um, he, he did it uh, to share it after uh, DC did he 
I thought he fought. Did he fight DC after to share it? Maybe. I thought he done DC to share it, and then and, and then uh, Anthony Smith. Yeah, that Anthony Smith was a big one for him because that's like big one for him. But I thought he looked crisp. I thought he looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, in the Teixeira yeah, fight, yeah, he did. The, yeah. the finish was slick. Three uppercuts, one after the other, a little slip of the the back right hand, uh, and then a straight right down the pipe. It was great to watch. Um, and he he completely dominated the fight up to that point too. Like he was, and, he was and really... just batted Smith. So it's it's mad that yeah. Will's, you know, make fights. Teixeira's and been on a Teixeira's been on a bit of a tear though, hasn't he? He's on like yeah. a three or four fight win streak, like. But uh, I don't like I don't know what happened. It's just somewhere along the way. I I know he had a kid a while ago as well. It could be very similar to the Joe Duffy thing. Like it's just. I don't it's know. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. Some days you're like that's the other thing. It's so elite that it might just be he like. It, you know, had he not gone to ground at that point in the last fight, he would have battered for doom. But he did, and that's it. And then we're having this conversation, you know. As a wily vet, as we all know, I mean, yeah, he, he smoked Travis Brown when Travis Brown was on that win streak as well. And you know, like if Verdum gets to those positions, and you're in big trouble. Oh yeah, doing like there's a, there's a difference between like you know a good guy in the ground and somebody of Verdum's level. Yeah. Like it's it's huge, it's massive, like. Yeah. I don't. I don't think people really understand that because they think a choke or an armbar is an armbar, but it's not. Like it's it's different. No. Like a Maya, a Verdum, these kind of like elite. Like like I think Verdum was a world champion. You're t- like yeah. it's a different squeeze, different feel. It's just yeah. He's grabbed as well. That's you know, and to do that at somebody two hundred forty pounds just goes to show you the power he has at doing it. Um. So I, yeah. I rolled with uh, I rolled with Buchecha once, and it was just like a, an experience in itself, getting absolutely hockeyed around the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, what, it, what was that like, actually? Yeah, Chris? yeah. yeah it, it was uh, like so. It started off light, and we were kind of rolling light, and then I thought to myself, "Let's go for it." Let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. And it didn't go my way at all. <laughs> I got battered, dragged around the place. Just different standard. Like, And I've rolled with plenty of very good guys and very high-level black belts. And a lot of guys who win like major competitions are black belt. But like, it's just... It, it, there's, there's those guys, and then there's the Bucheches and all in the world. One of those would have been for us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pretty, like we were picking around the match. Faraz, Faraz was after teaching the class, and it was like, you know, every everybody partner up. There was one spare body. I think I did the first row, and then I was sitting out the second row. Faraz said, you know, let's, you know, let's go. And I wasn't trying to put it on him or anything like that. You know, obviously he's the coach and he's, you know, uh, respectful and all that. And I was picking around. He says, no, no, let's go, let's do it. So I picked up the pace a little bit, and the guy was just like, he's so flexible, so good, and he's just. Just pricking around with his bases, what he was. Yeah, it's 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 cool that like it, it is, and a good thing that like you know I, I possess, and I can tell even every time I've spoke to Reds about this kind of stuff is like we're okay with that. There's loads of lads that just wouldn't be all right that they wouldn't train with those guys again, or they wouldn't want to be around them again. It, like I, I look at myself as an MMA fighter. That just goes to show you what you can what. Is capable of what, yeah, what somebody yeah. is capable of is to get to get into that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was it that kind of cheeky well, like, glint you were rolling? You just went, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a crack, and then he just went, no, ah, you, what do you think I'm you're doing, pal? <laughs> no, he just said he, he told me I was like, just you know, I wasn't going for it, and I was just you know, like a, a flow roll basically. He says, no, no, let's go, come on, come on, come on, come on. So I just tried to pick the pace up a little bit, and that, that, that was that. He just made a ticket help me for five minutes. 
I rolled uh, you know, uh, with Ryan Hall before as well, and we were rolling, and just there were like we he was kind of being very nice, you know, uh, and then I just went back. If he grabs the foot, yeah, and you don't have your foot. Yeah, yeah. I but I I instigated it, so I dove on his foot to see what would happen, and I got a fucking mauled. <laughs> Into the world, I was not capable of knowing where to go. Like he, so out of my depth. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's elite, you know. At that, like everybody just knows him for being a leg locker, and he's not. I think he's won no. like major tournaments with uh, his guillotine and try. I uh, sorry, a triangle. triangle. Yeah, he used to have a thing called the Rhine Angle. Remember, he used to have like a program you could like get yeah, like yeah, DVDs yeah. of. Yeah, I love it. the Rhine Angle. Yeah, I love he's it. a cool guy as well. He's like a his sound not, guy. Yeah, real nice been, guy. I started training. And I, I, I never got the, just never got the road. Yeah, he, yeah, he's based in Tristar. Yeah, um, yeah, no, he's a sound guy, real nice. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Moving on from Tristar, uh, the main event, Whitaker and Till. I uh, think it's fair to say Till deserves his place up the top of that division, one way or another. Um, what do you make of the fight, Chris? Um, I, I like some of the stuff Whitaker was doing. Some we've been drilling a lot lately, where uh, mixing the wrestling in to set up your strikes, so f- almost failing on the wrestling to get your strikes off. So he's go for a single off balance tail and land, maybe two or three shots on the exit. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was obviously a fair result. I. Do you know, this is going to sound weird. It's, it's not really a knock on Till. It's not really a knock, right? But Till is what Connor would be if Connor never, like, if Connor concentrated on not getting tired. If that makes sense. Do you get what I mean? He never really lets it go. Never. He has all that power on that left hand. It's the reason Connor gets tired in fights is because he has that fast twitch muscle fiber and he's trying to knock people out. He's pacing them to try and not. He's piecing up trying to. Till looks like he's holding back the whole time, like a fear of getting tired. If he watched that fight, he did very little. Like I know he injured himself. I think it was second or third round, but he did very little. And then it like it, while I was watching, I was like, I've seen this performance from him several times now. The same thing, kind of almost 
maybe like looking not to lose badly so he doesn't take any risk. That makes sense. The Gastelum fight, this Wonderboy fight. All the Wonderboy fight could have went the other way. The Gastelum fight could have went the other way. Yeah, yeah, that that one in Liverpool was you know dubious. And yeah, so like it's like I feel like he has that stupid Connor power. Like that, that left hand, and he and he's very similar build for the division, and the way he fights sometimes when the way he moves. But Connor goes for it and Till doesn't, and Connor gets tired because he goes for it and Till doesn't get tired, but then he loses silly decisions. Yeah, that's not. I never thought of it that way. Actually, what do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, uh, I'll let you know when I watch the fight on tonight. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. We'll edit that one out. Again, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the highlights, and from what I've seen, um, over the course of five rounds, it looked like um, it was a, a good, solid performance from both guys. Like, um, it looks like they were pinging the head off each other in certain, uh, in certain shots. Um, I've seen a few people saying um, it wasn't the fight wasn't a hundred mile an hour for five rounds. So um, I knew. Yeah, maybe like what Chris was saying there, I thought, I said on last week, that I thought it might be uh, a little bit lacklustre. And um, I thought that the, the decision would go Till's way um, because I think he's good at doing that, you know, just uh, keeping, just scoring maybe a little bit more on by not pushing the pace completely. So I think Chris is right what he was saying. He doesn't go balls to the wall in any of the rounds um, and he, he wins the decision over them, you know. Yeah, and I think... I mean, even even last week, you kind of match-made. I know we do, we do it every week, but you kind of match-made. So, Till Hermanson next, and maybe Whitaker up to uh, Adesanya. Yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, I think t- is um, t- Hermanson not right in the mix now, no? I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. With Till having a loss, and Hermanson on that, um, on a great sort of win streak, um, I don't think they're going to make that match now, but it's a fight I'd like to watch. And are we getting the title rematch then? Uh, is Whitaker now next in line? Um, Whitaker versus whoever beats, uh, whoever wins the uh, cost of Adesanya for you. Yeah. yeah, I'd watch that. Would it, yeah, would who it, do you think is going to win Adesanya? Adesanya. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know where am I am. I'd say the same thing. You, you say the same thing. I think uh, it's basically skill over power on this one, isn't it? Yeah. How do you, how do you see it? Uh, uh, like do you see him TKOing him, kind of catching him, swinging and missing, and catching him with something, or do you see him kind of point him? Like uh, I think he's going to try and outpoint him. I don't think he's going to want to get involved um, to big grappling exchanges. You know, obviously the the, the sheer size of uh, Costa yeah, is monster. You know, yeah, I, I think it's going to play out very much like the Yoel Romero fight. Right. Yeah. I don't like, think, well, like, I don't like Chris know. said there a while back, once you become champion, you start. Mindset changes a little bit. Close for the but for the, the the finish, but I don't think Adesanya is going to sort of sit in the pocket and take big punches off. I think it it is going to be moving a hell of a lot more than what he usually does. I think it's going to be an uneventful um fight. That's like it's so not what they were people were expecting or looking for from Adesanya. They were expecting him to be like another Anderson Silva. But like as we said before, Silva did this too. This kind I think of st- time and a place for him. I think like, yeah. like and when you get to that level, I know um you're the champ and you get there by smoking guys and your your mindset might change when you have the belt, you gotta win a fight. It doesn't matter what way you win it, it's win, win, win at all costs. But then you gotta also look at it on the, the other side of the coin is the guys that get into that level are also smashing through everyone yeah. as well. 
everyone two, else, yeah. The number one person in the world versus versus the number one um, contender. So is it the best two guys in the world at that weight at that current time? And <laughs> you just no one's gonna they batter each other. No one's gonna unless something really good happens or um, uh, you get like a, a good takedown or you know what you're doing off the back of a certain submission or you're planning to execute one certain thing um, like, I don't know, like a rolling knee bar or something flash like that, you know. That's why main event, um, that's why I think main event uh, title fights are just so lackluster. Do you think uh, Costa maybe, well, I would have thought the same with Romero, but do you think Costa drags it out of him though? Do you think Costa goes in and puts it on him and then we end up with the fight we're looking for? Or will Costa, I hope, I hope yeah. the same. Or does like this is the thing? It almost seems this thing where like the fight just if it if it happens early, it just keeps this like same pace. This like like you're like all right, you've lost three rounds now. So what are you gonna do? Nothing. And then it just yeah. ends up two more rounds the same. And it's like, well, you were clearly gonna lose the fight. Like you know yeah. that it kind of felt like that with Till. I know he, he he seemed to have an injury, but like the fight was getting away from him, and he never changed anything up. Didn't try anything different. Didn't you know? Yeah. And finally, lads. Right. Oh, fuck me. Going <laughs> <laughs> across people. And finally, lads. Just keep interrupting this. <laughs> it was announced during the week that uh, Gaethje and Khabib is going to happen in October. And I believe you said it a while back, uh, Chris. Uh, you thought at the time uh, before Gaethje fought Ferguson that Gaethje would thump the head off Khabib if he ever got in the same is that, as is that a direct quote, a direct Simon, quote. I, can, I, have a, I wrote right. it up as well so it's on the website too yeah. so I, I I still see it the same I still no, nothing has changed my mind like his performance against Ferguson didn't do anything for that because obviously it's a very different fight I just think that when you match up the styles in the division I think Gaethje um, matches up the best against him and I think yeah I think he'll be able to stop the takedown and I think when he does it's uh, going to be a bad night Right, I've, I've talked. <laughs> yeah, I've talked a lot about it um, since it went live. Um, since we now 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 know the fight is going to happen, and I'm just thinking. I know Gates is really good at what he does, but I think could be. And I had Gates winning the fight. I think Khabib is just that little bit better at what he does: take down and just smash it. He's won 28 fights, and he's only lost one round. And uh, all those, that's a hard, hard thing to do. The only thing that sort of plays in my mind now, so I think Khabib is going to win the next week. But I don't. I only. The only thing I think of is is his dad passing. Is that going to sort of pop into it? Where he he'll obviously put the training. In. He knows how to train. He knows how to win fights and stuff like that. But on the night, the star's not going to be there. Is it going to get a little bit emotional? Is he going to think about something in the fight when he shouldn't be? Get cracked. I don't know, but I, I do think Khabib beats Cage. I think just that that, that the, his dad passed away is something that's kind of not overlooked. I mean, it was only announced during the week, so it's kind of hard to overlook it already. I think we'll know the answer to that when he's asked the question during fight week and how he, how he reacts to the first question because he's going to get asked it by some gobshite. And yeah. he'll either snap or he'll get up and walk away or he'll take it's, it coolly. It's kind of... It's kind of... Um, it's kind of bad too. Like if like if Gaethje does beat him, which I think he will, 
is that then a thing that's going to hang over the victory all the time? Oh, well, his dad dying had a huge kind of effect on how... And I imagine it would. If, like, if I trained... If my dad trained me for, as like all the way up my whole career and then all of a sudden he wasn't there, that's gonna, that is going to have an It has to have an effect. It has to. Now, it might be a positive effect, as in it might be like, you know, if the right person is in his corner and says the right thing, something it could be very inspirational to go out and win the fight. Do you know that kind of way? Or it could completely go the other way. Well, this so, just popped into my head there now. Do you, remember, do you remember when Katie Taylor and her and her, her dad went separate ways there for a while, and her performance mm. level dipped 60-70%. She was losing yeah. fights to, to girls who weren't even on her. Like, he wouldn't be fit to, I think to put her... Put her, it's a, uh, her I, mean, I, I think it's a routine, you know, it's it's a person, even, okay, it is a your parent in your corner, so like that, but not even that. It's a coach, too. Like That's, that's yeah. your coach. Yeah. You're not, Coaches in your corner, like what are you meant to do? Now, obviously, he's going to have coaches out of AKA and stuff like that, and he's he's, been, he's doing fights without his dad in his corner, but obviously not in the same scenario. Um, but I just think, uh, yeah, it's your coach that's not in the corner, and he, he's not going to be there for this whole fight camp, so it's going to be a weird one for him. Yeah, no, it's it's as I said, I think we'll know the, fir- the, the first time he gets asked in the media day in fight week how he, how he reacts. Do you see? Uh, do you see him taking down, taking Gaethje down easy, Paul? Don't think it's going to be easy, but I think he hasn't. I think he's um, he's good enough to do it. I think uh, I know Gage has uh, unbelievable wrestling. He's in NCAA. Um, I don't know if he won it, um, but Division twice. One, I think. Yeah, he won it twice, didn't he? Uh, all American, yeah. He's an All American. Yeah. That's serious. That's a serious pedigree. I just think the the Dagestanis and the way they wrestle, it's it's just it's completely different. You know, they yeah. He's using the fence, kind of similar to air wrestling. He's just really good at what he does. He doesn't make too much mistakes. He doesn't go for. He doesn't seem to go for something that that's not there. You know, somebody's chasing a single leg. They're trying yeah. to trying to trying to trying, and they burn a lot of energy out. He doesn't seem to do that. He knows what's available and what's not to go for there and then, and it works for him all, nearly all the time. I I see him failing on a couple. I see him probably getting one in the first round. And like maybe getting on top and controlling the first round, I see the fails become more prominent as the fight go goes on, and he's getting yeah. punished for them. And then I see the big TKO in the fourth or something. Who was um? It was Tabel that sort of stuck a couple of his takedowns uh, early on. Uh, he couldn't take Tabel down at all. Never took him down once in the fight against well, the fence for three rounds. One solid over top ten, and now I'm not. Obviously, like an elite level presser by any means, stretching imagination. But that was like, when I, anytime I was going in for a double leg, it was like double trying to double leg the 29A. It was just, <laughs> yeah. like, it was just like the block he was. He was just like trying to double leg a brick wall. Um, uh, Ting made him struggle. Now, I know it was a short notice replacement. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliquinta, yeah. Aliquinta made him struggle. Uh, he, had, he had some real difficulty taking him down at times. I just think if he does that, if that happens, that kind of thing happens at all, with Gaethje, he's in big trouble, Like, in my opinion. You know? Like, he'll get cracked a few times, and then he'll be a different guy. And then the shots are more desperate, shooting from outside. And then, so, I, on, on elite-level strikers, he, he, he would have... Um, I know Edson Barbosa wouldn't have the takedown defence that Gage has, but yeah. it's like he didn't even care about Barbosa striking. He literally no, just he didn't. He's walked through him, yeah. He's he's off. Superman punches and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, 
Downs, he marched him down. So, like, is Gates going to be on the back foot? I know that's not the type of fighter he is, but is he going to be a little bit wary of the takedown? Because I, of I, think, uh, I think it'll be, like, I think the difference will be someone like Barboza is kind of like that dancey kickboxing style. Gates is almost planted a bit, and he's going to hockey. Every chance he gets, going to wallop that calf kick in. And they're going to start to wear as the fight goes on. And I don't, like, it's a... It's a it's a great fight. fight. Oh, it's a stunning fight, and I'm excited for it. And I'm I'm actually glad that like I would like we have a different opinion, you know, on it. So like we get to fucking like watch it. It's a general different opinion. This isn't like I picked it, so you've got to pick the other one. No, no, this is like yeah, this is an actual two guys who and two guys who like both fighters. You know, in a kind yeah. of way, like yeah, you like both of them, but it's like. Like you're seeing, it's almost like we're looking at it and we're pretending to be the fighters and our game plan. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's, I love it, yeah. This is what it's about. <laughs> Simon, what are you going with? I'm going with Christopher on this one. Careful. <laughs> you're dead to me. You're dead to me. <laughs> eat, eat, eat shit, Simon. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> You've seen it the same way, Sorry. Yeah, you convinced me. I just think the, the, the headline thumping the head off him around the mat is, uh, <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head I, just, I can just see it now this boom you know I mean? Khabib around the place we don't invite you Reds we, me and, me and Sire are meeting up for points all the time now like. <laughs> we're like that is that Reds are ringing put that joke on silent yeah, yeah come here um, do you uh, what was I going to say is it across the board? Do you think? Are you, do you think people are split fifty-fifty on it? Like, or is are most yeah. people leaning to? Um, don't know. I haven't really talked. To, I haven't really talked to even the lads in the gym about it. Really, yeah. on, uh, get I might a, bring I, it up. Yeah, I will get a vibe on it. I get a. I get a, 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 a vibe on it. We'll say. Take a straw poll, <laughs> as they say, when you get down there the next day. Yeah, I will. I will. Absolutely. I got. I put it on Twitter, and I got. I got ripped out of it by a load of Khabib fans. They were going mad over it. They were relaxed, lads. It's just a fight. It's just just my opinion on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, it's just an opinion on Twitter where people are saying mad shit. They were like, uh, there's no way he can... No, there's totally a way. He's he's fighting them in a fight, and they both are very good at what they do. There's loads of ways he can win the fight, you dope. Uh, Yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're mental, like... Uh, Twitter's, Twitter's a great place, isn't it? I mean, there's some people who take it so seriously. It's, it's a cesspool. Yeah. Like, it's Absolutely. Cesspool. It's. <laughs> <laughs> and the argument with, like... Did you ever see, uh, okay. uh, did you ever see Ricky, Ricky Gervais's definition of Twitter? No. Look it up there. He goes, it's like when you walk by a, a notice board at the shops and it goes, guitar lessons, and you ring up the number and you go, I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Sound. <laughs> I'm putting it out yeah. there. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to care. I, like, you can disagree with me as well, but, like, don't be like, there's there's no chance in hell that, what, what, how do you see that? There's no chance in hell. There's a chance in hell that a meteor comes in and hits the cage when they're doing a fight, you tick. Like. <laughs> yeah, On that mental. note, I don't think there's any better yeah. way to, 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 to stop this week's show. <laughs> to end this. Happy.